Hey there, Mike and I are back on the lift with Brian Geppert today. You're going to hear about Brian's really remarkable ski recycling program and his ability to transform skis from, you know, the boneyard to art. And you're going to hear about his, you know, his, his production and his sales. So let's have some fun. And here we go with Brian. Thank you for listening to On The Lift Podcast, a runaway dumpster production. Live from Greenwater Studios, this is On The Lift Podcast, your weekly show that is ultimately about skiing. This is the show that ducks the rope, earns some turns, dances in ski boots, poaches hot tubs, closes the bar, and still makes it on the first chair. Here's your hosts, two dudes who rip the pow, shred the gnar, and tell the tales, Lance Hester and Michael Gore. Hey, we're on the lift. Hey there, Mike. Time to start the show. How's it yeah, going? It's, it's going good. It's um, February 10th for people who listen to this later, and, and here in the Northwest, all the hype is that we're going to get a big lowland snow dump, so we'll see. I have bread, I have kitty litter, I have a shovel. I'm ready. It's looking like it could be of epic proportions. They're talking about like a foot in, in the South Sound where we're at down here. Yeah, you know, I, I just stopped by Wilco and bought a snow shovel and three bags of um, ice melt. And it's the kind I learned today, you want to get the magnesium, whatever, instead okay. of the sodium one because it doesn't chew up your, your uh, driveway. Oh yeah, do you have, is it a washed egg driveway? Yeah, and it's it's okay. it's tired already. Yeah, hot driveway talk here on on the lift. That's right, <laughs> but it's a great tip for people who are uh, you know worried about snow, living in a snow town. I think it's a great tip. I haven't tried it yet, so yeah, definitely much better yeah. than the salt or, or the kitty litter. So that's right. Great. Well, we have a good episode for you. At least we think it's going to be good. We try to make it good. It's going to be good. Uh, we have Brian Gephardt with us on the show. And uh, we'll let Brian introduce himself, but uh, we we kind of uh, we're pretty interested in what he has going on because it's something we all struggle with, which is old skis and what to do with them. So I will let uh, Brian introduce himself. Brian, welcome to On the Lift. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, I was just noticing your skis there as we're on the lift. Very nice. I'll <laughs> get those up someday. Um, yeah. So what I do is uh, I like to make art with skis. And I recycle skis in order to feed that art uh, habit or addiction. And so, yeah, if I can't be skiing, I'd rather be out there cutting up skis and making things out of skis, keeping awesome. out of the landfill. So, so are, were you, what, like a chicken in the egg here, were you kind of an artist and then you started using the skis as a medium or were you a, a skier first and then the art kind of developed or yeah, were well, they two I mean, kind of similar spend- paths? Just spending a lot of time on the lift, you, you, you look down, you see all these amazing graphics they put in, in all this, you know, engineering and yeah, they put into these skis and you start yep. thinking to yourself, you know, I wonder where last year's model went or, you yeah. know, a couple of years ago. And, and so, uh, yeah, I was driving up to Stevens, that's my, my local hill, and you can't help but notice the, uh, I think um, it's a world record long ski fence at uh, the old Cascade Nursery. 
And I was we're learning about all kinds of metrics on this show. We just had a guy on that that uh, had a record for the most laps in a day, most vertical feet. But hey, world record nice. ski fence length is well. That's there. what he was going for. Yeah, I don't know if he made it, but um, <laughs> it's still there. And I was thinking to myself, I wonder, I wonder if he has any spare skis. It may be fun to make a bench. Everybody wants a, a ski bench, mm-hmm. and uh, I could use one of those. So I stopped by and uh, asked Jake, the proprietor there, hey, uh, you got any spare skis? And he's like, oh, yeah, sure. And he took me back to a spot where it was just, you know, scads of skis, you know, <laughs> stacked up. Because he has a sign that says, uh, you know, leave your old skis here. And so um, nice. to feed his, his fence. And so I grabbed a few, made a bench, and thought to myself, oh, I have a lot of fun. I think I should make another bench. Nice. Picked up, picked up some more skis and uh, made another bench. This one I actually figured, you know, it'd be cool to see a ski bench at a ski resort. And so I approached all the ski areas around here, you know, Stevens Pass and uh, Snoqualmie, at least the ones I could easily get to. And uh, said, hey, you guys want a bench? Yeah, we have to keep moving it. And, uh, you know, it's more probably, I think we'll pass. Were you offering them for free? Yeah. Yeah, a nice, nice cool. bench. Right on. So Miss and Ridge, they uh, they took me up on the offer. They're a little more uh, local, you know, smaller outfit. Yeah. And so uh, they still use it. And I remember going into a bank uh, in Wenatchee once to pick up some night skiing tickets, and there was my bench. Oh, really? Nice. <laughs> That's awesome. So where <laughs> can folks find that? Uh, find some of your art. Is it at? So you're saying it's at Mission Ridge, or it's it's in Wenatchee, or or both, or? Well, that, yeah. So I think that's still owned. They still have the bench. I don't know. Okay. It's, you know, it's get used by a lot of purposes. I think for their yep. own own reasons. I haven't seen it for a while. Okay. <laughs> so um, maybe they've stuck it in the executive lounge. But uh, <laughs> um, and then yeah, I've so I've made some uh, ski thermometers and uh, where you take a uh, nice big you know, foot wide thermometer, one of those dial ones, and yeah, uh, put some cool skis behind it, sort of in a X pattern. And uh, gave that to Stevens so they could hang those by the lifts. They could see, you know, hey, is it cold? Is it hot? Yeah. And those awesome. those lasted for a while, but then uh, with the veil coming in, they uh, revamped all that. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. So well, I was noticing. Um, oh, oh, I'm sorry, Mike. Um, well, Brian, I was noticing on. Uh, so so before we we you know connected for this show, you sent us your information and and you've got a great etsy page and i'm sure many of our listeners are familiar with etsy lots of different um you know unique artistry from unique people and and it and if i'm reading this right it's at etsy.com and the shop is called ski artistry and uh boy you've got a lot of different stuff it looks like your your days with making the bench have really really uh expanded to a lot of different products um so i'd encourage our listeners to go check that out and maybe while you're while you're listening right now listeners if you happen to be near uh you know somewhere where you can browse you know on your phone or on a computer you'd you'd benefit from checking it out while we're talking to brian but so how's that page going what's well, going well yeah yeah uh so i have a website called skiartistry.com that will take you to the ft page and there you can see like 40 or 50 different things I can make out of skis. Um, and it, it's a great construction material because it's so durable and versatile. Yeah. Um, but I have to make them small, keep things, you know, something I can send, I can package. Right. I don't, I don't make chairs or benches anymore because I just can't ship those across the United States. Yeah, that'd be more money in, in shipping than in product, probably. Yeah, very much so. And it is surprising, though, that you say that, that uh, there's people in the UK and sometimes in Canada that, 
they end up paying as much in shipping to get my items. <laughs> well, there's some real, I mean, there's stuff we've all seen a few, you know, used ski trinkets, but I mean, like not ski or the yeah. know, rack, but this is some unique stuff. Yeah. The ski vase or wine bottle holder. I mean, that's, that's some cool stuff, especially for people who have their ski cabin or some, you know, part of their home that's dedicated to the mountains or what have you. Yeah. He's got yeah. a paper towel holder here with a pole as the pin for the paper towel. That's awesome. And then of course, front and center is the ski pole toilet plunger, which is awesome. <laughs> and it has a strap on it. Right. So, yeah. <laughs> so you won't lose it <laughs> on a really deep day. You're not going to well, lose your pole. It's for the big ducks. <laughs> i can't believe someone hasn't already thought up the ski pole ice scraper there's nothing like having a good grip on that ice scraper yeah. something long yeah you bet and, but and you know are... what i'm looking at these and immediately like i have an emotional connection to because there's a bandit triple x i can see in one of in your ski camp chair there's yeah. two Rozzy Bandit skis, which were yeah. some of the first fat skis. And not only yes. do you see the top sheet, but you can see the way you've made this, you can see the bottom too. Oh, yeah. So are, are you kind of on a quest for certain skis? I imagine there's iconic skis like the K2 Extreme yeah. or the, yeah. the Rozzy, or not, sorry, the Solomon 1080. Um, yeah. And then when you find those, are you hesitant to chop them up into something or? <laughs> Very much so. Yeah, yeah. I want to make sure it's for a good purpose. Uh, you don't want to waste that on, on something. And just like, I sometimes feel like I'm a shark finning fisherman where I just lop off the tip and leave the rest of the ski. And so I, yeah. I really try and figure out ways to use the whole ski. Yeah. And uh, for example, the bookends are a great, great example where I can use the tips, um, you know, to hold the books up. And then the tails are what hold the bookends together. So they're sort of L-shaped. Okay. Oh yeah. In there to, for some decoration. And so what's your top selling item? Bottle openers. Oh really? E tip bottle openers. Yeah. And plungers. Plungers are probably a close second. Yeah. Everybody likes to have something to open a bottle with. Cool. Whether it's a ski pole or uh, the ski tip. Um, so yeah. Well, I know that but, yeah, the, the graphics. Yeah. Oh no, I was just gonna say I know from what you've described, um, that, that this is, you know, this is the, the fun and sort of business side of it, but, but this um, industry that you've kind of developed here is, is basically a recycling project as well. Tell us about that. Yeah. And that's the other, the other half is trying to get the supply of skis and keep them out of landfill. Mm -hmm. And that's been a long, that's sort of a tough effort, oddly enough. Um, people are, are naturally going to take a lot of these really nice older skis uh, to Goodwill. And they're going to think that they're going to get a tax deduction and that Goodwill will find a good home for them. But uh, I've gone through lengthy conversations with Goodwill folks here in, in Puget Sound. And A, they don't want skis because they can't move them. Right. And, uh, but B, they won't give them to me either. And so um, they end up tossing a, a large quantity of skis. Um, wow. So I've had to try and catch it a little bit further upstream and start making my own collection network. Uh, and so I've spoken with several of the, the key ski shops around like Sturdivant's and Seattle Ski and, uh, and giving them uh, collection boxes and trying to get the word out that if you need to drop your skis, old skis, take them there. Or Stevens Pass. Stevens Pass has also really been uh, a leader in sustainability. They're really trying to go for zero waste. And so uh, they, they collect skis and they'll give me their old, old rentals and their damaged lost and founds and everything else. 
And, uh, but it's a fair amount of, you know, driving around, picking up skis, trying to keep them out of the landfill. Um, well, I, I'll, I'll admit that I've, I've dumped more than a few pairs of skis in the <laughs> landfill. And every time I did, it made me sick on two levels. One, like there, there just wasn't a way to envision recycling it for me. I mean, I thought about, you know, making the thing where you put shots on it or what have you. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, you know, if you got five pairs of skis that have, you know, <laughs> how many of those are you going to really need or make? And, and then um, the other thing is I, I just couldn't like figure out, well, if I wanted to lay into this stuff, you know, am I going to have to get different tools than I already have at my disposal and, and that sort of thing? So what what do you use? Do you just use like a, a chop saw to do some of this stuff or what kind of tools? Yeah. do you use? Yeah, originally I was going through uh, metal chop saw blades like uh, like you wouldn't oh, yeah. believe. And then I, I figured out that it really you have to use an abrasive blade. And those oh, okay. are cheap and they'll burn their way through anything. Um, yeah. Almost like a tile cutting blade or yeah, almost. is it okay, yeah, it's no like teeth, a diamond? Just okay. a disc of compressed whatever they use. And, yeah. Uh, because those steel edges are super hard, huh? Yeah. Yeah. And even if using a bandsaw, I've seen bandsaws cut through skis before as well. The problem is um, whenever it hits that, that metal edge, it's going to pull that metal edge out. Mm. And, uh, and then you have a metal edge that's sticking out that you have to try and pound back in. So, the, but the abrasive blade works really well um, to cut through those things. So you're but almost a, grinding a instead of cutting. Too. Okay. Yeah, which is a little stinky. What about like... K2s with that layer of titanol or whatever they call it, or like a metal, like is, has that been an issue or is that no, a marketing gimmick? Right it. <laughs> yeah, okay. Hey Mike, do you have any ideas for any products that we should recommend to Brian? This is so <clears throat> comprehensive looking at his Etsy here. It is it's humbling. It is humbling because <laughs> I've, I've had some brilliant ideas uh, and I've talked at length about my ski hoarding problem before. I have the first pair of Volant stainless steel skis a pair of fx2s that are like two tens that i've i have drywall screws through them and they're in the wrappers in my garage k2 msls which are a gorgeous looking ski yeah those were Um, cool okay this is how bad i am i bought a pair i never had a pair of k2 extremes (laughs) i bought a pair of k2 extremes that belonged to uh dr somebody from puyallup washington because he had his name engraved in puyallup goodwill because uh, okay, this is another problem I have. I'll, I'll go to Goodwill sometimes and, and flip items on eBay because you never know what you're going to find there. But yeah. um, I found like <laughs> Reikley boots. I would buy old flex on comp boots. Oh, yeah. And those are, you know, still you can get new liners for them. But it was amazing the skis that would come through. Nine times out of 10, the skis there are, you know, an old straight ski that no one's ever really going to have any value. Exactly. So you're right. Where it's going to go from there. But, you know, when you see the uh, you know '70s Rainier beer skis, you know, oh yeah, K two or something like that, like oh. I found those before. Oh, so l- long story short, I have so many things and so many projects in mind. Um, right now, I'm I'm thinking ski shiplap. Could you could you shiplap is really hot right now. <laughs> that would be. Could you do that? Doing, doing shiplap in my uh, in my kid's bathroom. So <laughs> I did it out of MDF, but you know you get a, a, enough of similar size skis, you could probably. I'm I'm thinking I'm thinking Brian needs to figure out how to make a ski rack for your car, you know, ski rack out of skis. Yeah, exactly. I have a ski rack for your home. <laughs> I want to see it. You get these two things to sandwich together somehow, and I think he's going to yeah. take over Yakima and Thule if he comes well, up with something. Why stop there? Let's make a car out of skis. <laughs> he probably could. He has enough made of skis. And then to, you would then put your newest skis on. You'd have to steal that whole fence. 
yeah. that's awesome. Well, hey, and so that's the, that brings up another point is that I'm not going to use all these skis that I find. And yeah. so the ones I don't, uh, I'm always looking for people that want skis for their projects, okay. you know, to build their own fence, their own bench. Right. So I, I often post this stuff on Craigslist. Hey, who wants, who wants skis? And yeah. keep a list of people and, and try and feed them their habit. Do they ever ask you for plans? Like, do they, like, do you have a plan for say an Adirondack chair or something like that, that you see in the magazines? They, they don't. Usually they have something in mind. Uh-huh. They want to try and tackle. But uh, yeah, when that dummy downhill comes up and you need skis to make your own dummy, yeah, hit me up. <laughs> for sure. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Perfect. Well, what else you got for us, Brian? This is really great. I love the recycling. I love that you've got the shops, you know, filtering them to you so that they don't just stick them in the dumpster and say bye-bye. I like that history gets preserved in a little piece of a ski at a time. And just your art is fantastic. Um, Thank you. Yeah. yeah, this is this is some fun and practical stuff. So yeah, yeah. We just need to get the word out to all those ski hoarders. You know, uh, there's a lot of racers out there that I'm sure, like yourself, have you know many pairs in their basement. And so. Oh yeah. Can, it's, uh, well, they, they don't fit in your curbside, you know, um, <laughs> no. bin. So you, it means you're you're going to store them up until the next dump run, if you remember. And and yeah. so yeah, it's uh, it's a way to to not just dispose of them, but to know that they're going to a a cool potential purpose if they get them off to you yeah so or you know if you want them converted into something smaller as a keepsake and what i'll do is all i've had people bring the, you know pairs of skis and say can you make this into x y and z for me and you know, i'll pay you sure yeah I'll, I'll take your skis do that for you can you tell us like as we're sort of winded down here what's the most unique thing in your mind that you've made they're all every, all this stuff on etsy looks unique but is there something maybe that you've made for someone else or that you'd, you'd like think is pretty interesting yeah, the, the latest project that I've been working on is, is a lot of fun. It, it really brings skiing and the opera scene together. And that is these uh, beer flights. You know, you go to a brewery, yeah. you want to try all the beers, and they usually bring you out a box with some cups in it. Sure. Right. And that's, that's not really very cool. And so what I do is I make uh, this really cool, you know, I take the tail, and that's going to hold your glasses. And then about two inches up off of that is the tip of the ski with holes cut in it. And your glasses slide right in through the holes and sit on the bottom ski, and uh, okay, bring so this has to a the table. Set like it yeah, yeah, awesome. And those are a lot of fun. Are there any restaurants you're familiar with that have uh, incorporated those? Uh, not close by. I've uh, outfitted Lone Pine Brewing. I think it's over in Maine. Okay. And I'm working right now on uh, Summit Seltzers in North Carolina. Outfitting okay. them. Uh, so I'm going to try and hit up uh, Drew Brew and see if I uh, can get them to upgrade. Nice. I'm not sure if you uh, get down to the to the south end of Tacoma very often, uh, Brian. But have you ever been to Harmon Brewery in downtown Tacoma? I think I've heard about that, and I think they have those there, don't they? They have a lot of skis on the walls. Yeah, the wall, with our proximity right. to Vashon Island and the old K2 factory, it's kind of cool. There's a lot of like prototype K2 skis and and things. But uh, yeah, I'd I'd reach out to them. I'm sure they Good they idea. would love you to commission something. You know. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. another question, do you do uh, picture frames? Is, is that practical um, to use skis for picture frames? That'd be a cool memory, you know? Yeah. I just was thinking about that. I don't see any on yeah. your site, but probably I tried that. hard. Yeah, yeah, that's the trick is that they don't yeah. lend themselves to precise cuts. Uh -huh. um, and so I haven't done that yet, but I've had okay. that envisioned for myself. Yeah. You know, taking two skis, as the, you know, the tips. And, and uh, I've tried using some, some cross-country skis for that because they're pretty much all wood and they're easier to cut. 
yeah, side cut's going to be the issue there. Very cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then uh, another idea: charcuterie boards, right? Yeah. Any of these hipster restaurants now they bring out a bunch of <laughs> plank of wood. Uh, probably not the P-Tech side. Probably the <laughs> the top skin side. Yeah. Yeah. I have to wait till I can get my hands on some really fat skis for that, and it yeah, takes time exactly. for those. To... So I, every every year I'm drooling over people's skis and I'm on the lift with them. I'm like, wow, just just another five years. I'll break <laughs> you give me your number. Give me your number. <laughs> um, water skis. Do you, do you have, have you ventured in? There's not the volume of those probably, but uh, have you done anything with water skis or kneeboards yeah. or wakeboards that kind of stuff? I've I've come across a few of those, and uh, like you say, I'll try and flip those on on ebay to somebody that, that wants them um still get some use out of them. i'm a purist so i really stick yeah. with alpine skis yeah cool yeah you, you, you have to stick to what you know gotta be that's frozen a, water yeah that's awesome well brian any final thoughts on this this has been a great conversation no i appreciate you giving me the time and helping get the message out yeah well right after the listeners either call us at 253 260-4577 to leave us their thoughts. Maybe they could then go over to your website. And why don't you remind us again what that is, uh, Brian? Yeah, skiartistry.com. And that'll get you to the, to the Etsy site. That'll forward you right on through the Etsy website. I, got, I suppose if they were at Etsy and they just did a search for ski artistry, you'd probably be the only one to come up too, huh? That's correct, yeah. Very cool. Brian, thanks a lot. Oh, you bet. Thank you. Yeah, this has been really fun. So, uh, yeah, guys, if you have skis that uh, you don't know what to do with, get a hold of Brian and uh, give him some new life. So it's been a great episode. Let's put our tips up, bar up, and uh, don't fall in the net. That's right. See y'all. Bye. On the Lift Podcast is a production of Runaway Dumpster, LLC. Visit us at ontheliftpodcast.com, where you can listen to back episodes of the podcast. You'll also find show notes, feedback box, and our call-in number, 303-463-4567.